The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And when I was setting up my shows for this last month, uh, December, in the, in the old cycle, and looking at who the key people were to, uh, to chat with on the show, the first person that came into my mind was Matt Kahn, having done one previous interview with Matt and, and, and having met him and, and heard him speak uh, and realizing um, that not only when, when Matt is speaking is the information wonderful, but there is a transmission of energy that comes through his words as, as a sort of a download of energy for us to work with. And so I was uh, delighted when, when Matt uh, agreed to do this first show in December with me today. So Matt, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's quite an honor to be here, as always, and to you know, connect with you and your audience. So well, let's actually talk about, about this uh, transmission of energy that comes through when, you're, when you are speaking, when you're doing your events and, and workshops. Just, just uh, let our audience know what that is, actually. Sure. So what we've come to notice uh, throughout the years of doing these events is that when I speak, there is a, a transmission of presence. And the way I describe that is that when I speak, or when, when most people are listening to words, they are trying to interpret the meaning of the words and to discern the meaning that is being suggested and then, of course, decide whether they believe or don't believe. And there's this whole game of interpretation going on, and yet when, when I offer what I offer as a transmission, it is simply where one is able to experience energetically what the words are already describing. So it doesn't need necessarily to be understood or interpreted in mind. Instead, it's just to sit back and feel what is felt during this interview or any of the things that I do. And as you hear the words that I speak, notice the feelings occurring in your body, emotionally or energetically, and notice that those things that you're feeling as you're hearing the words is the energy being received that is either helping to open doors within us to unlock the secrets of the soul's journey or to clear out of our body the cellular memories that helps to unlock more of those doors. And, and I noticed on, on your website you, had a, you, you did an energy sort of update for the months of July and August 2012 this year, yeah. and now we're beyond that, and we're into December 2012. Yeah. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about those energies and what is happening right now as we come to the end of this cycle. For me, December seems to be a month 
where people are noticing, uh, a lot of people I'm working with are noticing upheavals and tumultuous shiftings back and forth between the extremes of polarity. The way I describe this December energy for a lot of people is it's as if um, it is a sense of collective adrenal fatigue. And in fact, what the ego actually is, and I say this a lot, the ego is the imaginary identity of an overstimulated nervous system, and the ner- overstimulated nervous system is bound or manifested from a foundation of overtaxed adrenals because really the ego is just uh, the, the brain's chemical addiction to adrenaline. And as we wake up out of ego, we wake up out of the haze of a collective consciousness where we're no longer chemically um, addicted or resonating with adrenaline, which means we're not always on guard, doubting people, knowing ourselves in comparison to others. And so in this December month, there's a, it's, it's the tiredness or the emotional upheavals or the swinging <clears throat> excuse me, back and forth on the emotional scales, is just unearthing and revealing the adrenal fatigue in all of us that has always been there as it begins to heal itself so that as we heal our adrenals, we allow the light body and our chakras and our energy field to really open up and to allow us to experience life from the soul's perspective versus from an egoic perspective in search of something called the soul. So we're on, the, we're on this sort of ascension timeline that probably is, is probably a good way of expressing it. So how does this emotional upheaval and the adrenal overload, how does that play into the ascension timeline? That the adrenals must be healed in order for the light body to be activated so that one can recognize the ascension that has already taken place or, in essence, to recognize the fifth dimensional earth that is already here as the dream of the third dimensional world kind of collapses or disappears as an idea. And so in terms of this December 21st date um, that everybody's been excited about and talking about, what, what, what is your um, sense of, of that? My sense of that date is that it will just be a marker in history as to a date where, for a lot of us, it was the time when <clears throat> a golden age in consciousness really began to unfold. It, it really... I'm not looking at the date as something catastrophic or, you know, I'm open to the fact of something brilliant opening up, but to me it's just a time in history where the page of life gets turned and a brand new chapter unfolds. So it's kind of like from this point forward, we have an opportunity to fully step into our mastery and to really allow all of our choices to express our deepest wisdom put into action and to live as fully activated and individuated expressions of spirit and action. So it's almost as if this date is kind of like that time of, this is the chapter of history we really all came here to be a part of. Now it's time to play at full capacity. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's beyond exciting. I think I was talking to you before the show, and I said, for most of my life as a child, I was very you know, hyper-aware and conscious and very energetically sensitive. And I had felt this really weird anxiety my whole life of knowing what it felt like to be me and trying to fast forward the DVD of my life to get to who I, what I thought I, I already was. <clears throat> and so now my sense and my experience is I'm experiencing life as the one who I always knew I'd become. So it's like throughout your life you have a sense of I want to feel like this or I want to do that because there's this intuition about up ahead. This is, this is really what, what awaits my arrival and we're really trying to get there fast. And so when you really step into finally feeling what it's like to be yourself and you've been on that journey, and for me, I've been on that journey my entire life, 
it's it's an overwhelming, wonderful experience. It's it's an experience of completion. It's an experience of accomplishment, but it doesn't feel like I've won or or I've even done anything. It's just it's just a sense of just absolute completion. It's like a deep sigh of relief. Wow, and and yet it's not over. There's still more layers to come. Always, the layers <laughs> never stop. You know, we as souls are ever being, ever becoming. We are always that which is constant in the universe, and yet in the play of time and space, we are constantly rediscovering the brightness of our light and in new, infinite worlds where that brightness only shines brighter. And so this is just a time in history where that brightness starts to really wake up up in every individual, but it's a light that starts to realize that it has no opposite and it no longer requires any form of darkness in order to remind itself how brightly it shines. And you talked uh, right at the very beginning today about the, these extremes of polarity that are yes. coming up for people yes. and, and, and having to look at that. And so when you, when you talk about this shift from 3D to 5D, perhaps you could give our listeners uh, some understanding of, of what that, that shift really means in terms of the dimensional shift. Well, if you think of the shifting of the polarities back and forth between the extreme highs and the extreme lows, if we imagine that we're on an airplane and the airplane is really turbulent shifting back and forth, the overhead baggage is going to come flying out and, and, and it's going to go everywhere. And so in the same way, as we go back and forth, tipping from one side of the polarity to the other, we are energetically and emotionally releasing the baggage of our conditioning. And as we are feeling these feelings that we have judged and avoided for so long, what we're feeling is actually being released out of our energy field. So, of course, it's very, you know, it's, it's very common for in spirituality to, to try to use modalities to try to make the bad feelings go away and try to feel the good feelings all the time. But with polarity, we know with one comes the other. So what we really are doing in spirituality is learning how to change our relationship with what we call negative so we can be as welcoming of the negative as we are of the positive by knowing that with the higher truths of the soul's wisdom, Anytime you're feeling something negative, you're actually just experiencing what is emotionally being swept out of your field. And in knowing that, we allow ourselves to be as equally welcoming of the negative as we are the positive, which allows us to make peace with ourselves, to allow us to feel safe in the body. And then as we feel safe in the body, we begin to perceive a brand new world that was always here. The fifth dimensional world was always here. But what we were interacting with was a projection of a third-dimensional world projected onto the fifth dimension that reflects back how unsafe we had felt in our bodies up to this point. So this is really where, if, if I gave the analogy of we're in a movie theater watching a movie on the screen, and the movie on the screen is a fifth-dimensional experience, and yet the commentary and the thoughts and the conclusions and judgments you're having about the movie and the actors in your head is a third-dimensional play. So we're just basically turning down the volume collectively on the third dimensional commentary and realizing where we already are is the fifth dimension already. Feeling safe inside the body, I think that's a really important thing that, again, would be great for you to, to explain uh, to, many, to many of our listeners who may be you know, on this spiritual journey, an unfolding spiritual journey, not fully understanding this aspect of embodying this energy fully in in the body and, and not sort of going out into woo-woo land, but actually bringing the energy in. 
Absolutely. I, I, it's, it's very common for us to distill down the difference between third dimension and fifth dimension as third dimension vibration is of rooted in fear or is a vibration where fear is possible and real. And in fifth dimension is the absence of fear and it is seen as imagination and really the only reality is rooted in the harmony of unity and love. So when we are feeling unsafe in our body, for many people, they may not know that the root of their suffering or their anxiety or sense of separation is feeling unsafe in the body because a lot of it is on a subconscious and cellular level. What people may notice is the volume of their thoughts or the noise in their head. And one of the correlations that I help people make is that the, the, the incessant noise of thoughts or how often you are distracted by thoughts, the noise of the mind is a sign of how unsafe we feel in the body. And so that correlation isn't really made that often. So when we know, okay, I don't have to try to address my mind. I don't have to try to work with my mind to make it more silent, more positive, because I don't silence the mind or turn the volume down by addressing the mind. I actually do that by addressing my level of safety in the body. And so as an easy, simple practice, if every time someone had a, a series of negative thoughts, or notice the incessant noise going on in their mind throughout the day, or were just bothered by how distracted they were by that, if they just stopped where they were doing, or where they're at, and just said to themselves, I allow myself to be safe in this body. That statement right there begins to silence everything. Because the real purpose of the mind, when it's functioning at noisy capacity, is to remind you that the body doesn't feel safe, to affirm that you are feeling safe in the body or I'm willing to be safe in this body, is then telling the body what it needs to hear to give it permission to open the heart, which then, of course, reminds the mind that it's already done its job and it no longer has to get your attention and it starts to turn the volume down. So we're not really here to silence the mind necessarily as use the mind like everything else as a tool and say when it's the most noisy, I feel on some level the most unsure or unsafe. And if I use that as an opportunity to stop and say, I allow myself to be safe in this body, then I'll start to see the mind as a tool of consciousness and not an enemy or an adversary of any kind. Matthew, that's brought us right to our first break and a lovely place for us to, to finish the first segment. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. 
and Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I uh, just want to remind you to go to my own website, www.petertongue.com. My uh, December newsletter is now there, and you can look at the reflections of November, which was a pretty intense uh, month of internal work to be done. And my best guess at where we are in terms of uh, the end of this cycle and, and December. And so www.petertongue.com and also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. And the Ambassadors of Light program there, which uh, next week, in fact, the 13th, will be the last, uh, the last class of uh, this year, 5.30 next uh, Thursday afternoon. So check out those two uh, websites and uh, help yourself along this uh, incredible journey that we are on. I have with me today Matt Kahn, who is giving us just a beautiful description uh, before the break of, of the mind and, and the body and, and how, uh, how we need to shift into this place of feeling safe in the body. Matt, right at the beginning, you, you, you use an expression about uh, something to do with uh, releasing cellular debris from the body. Can you, can you expand on that for us? Yeah, so we incarnate into a timeline to experience this planet. And when we do, we are at first exposed to getting to know the collective condition of the planet because on some level we know we've come to the planet to transform it. So before we can transform the planet, we have to fully integrate ourselves into the planet as beings who live in the society so that as we are among the collective in a society and we begin to shift based on the law of one, what awakens and is healed as one is cleared and resolved in all. So as we integrate into a collective condition and get to know the very temperature or vibration of the condition that we're here to transform, we are exposed to that collective condition in a very microcosmic model of the world called a family. And in our families, we are um, put through the conditioning process in a very innocent way, which is just the same way as a butterfly needing a cocoon to incubate before it's time to burst into flight and liberate itself and so as we go through this process of perpetually developing an overstimulated nervous system which is because we're in passing and matching the vibrations of the family members around us and we're trying to be included and be a part of 
the family structure. We want to be accepted and loved by those people. And so energetically, we often say, a way that I can feel accepted and close to their heart is to match their vibrational frequency. And so we start to match the cellular debris and the overstimulated nervous systems that they reflect we develop something called ego and as we do that we start to personalize our experiences and we start to imagine ourselves as characters in comparison to other people and it really creates the very journey that when the spiritual impulse arises in us whether during this time of ascension or just randomly along our our life spontaneously the spiritual impulse is to start the work of now that I've constructed this condition called ego now I have something to unravel, and as I unravel it, because we're all interconnected, what is unraveled and healed in one, again, is, is resolved and transformed in one and all. And so when we are having emotional reactions, we are literally purging out of our physical body cellular memories that we had absorbed at a very young age, and we are purging and releasing them out of our field through every reaction, and of course... When we are lost in ego, we think the reaction is a sign of unconsciousness or it's something that triggers us into blaming others and creating hostile environments and fights and, and, and things of this nature. But really, when we are having emotional releases, a reaction is just releasing out of our field what we are clearing, not only for us, but for all. So an easy way to think of this is that we are having a personal experience of a collective condition but none of the cellular memories or conditioning we experience belong to us at all. Therefore, when you are releasing something, you're having a personal experience of releasing something, but you're releasing it on behalf of the totality, on behalf of the whole. And so it's a very common misunderstanding that what I'm releasing belongs to me, and we create this idea that I have a you know, heck of a lot to release, and boy, I must have gathered up a lot of karma in past lives, and really none of that is really true. It's just that we are constantly releasing in one on behalf of all, and when you know that none of it really belongs to you, you can actually step forward in your healing journey, participate at the deepest level without getting lost and taking any of it very personally. So when, when we have, a let's say, a feeling of sadness or grief or anger, when it comes up out of us, yes. uh, just, just give our listeners a, 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 way of, a way of dealing with it that is actually helpful for the collective. Well, when it comes up, it is a sign of what is being pushed out of your field. So the first thing is to remind yourself, what I'm feeling right now is simply what's healing, and what I'm healing is healing on behalf of all. But really, the functional thing that really helps is that when something like sadness arises, the simplest thing to do is to use a two-word phrase that gives your body permission to feel safe during this emotion. Because there's a, usually an association of when I feel an emotion like sadness, I instantly subconsciously go into all the memories when I felt that emotion before. And if I don't remember feeling safe or appreciated during that emotional expression... I replay that same kind of experience in this present moment time. So the two-word phrase that tells you, I don't have to associate this with past experiences, I am safe to feel it, to welcome it, so that I can just experience what it's like to heal it on behalf of all, is simply saying thank you to it. So whenever sadness arises, we just close our eyes, take a few deep breaths, and we just say wherever we feel the emotion, thank you as a way of saying thank you for releasing this out of this body 
because it is already releasing out of this field as a way of giving me a chance to transform my relationship with this emotion and become a more loving, caring individual, a more conscious being. Thank you for that. But thank you for revealing yourself and showing me how I'm able to participate in what is healing and transforming the collective. Thank you. And so really the opportunity is when an emotion arises, it's asking for a thank you. And when you offer it a thank you, there's this sense of letting go that is not of your volition, that it's almost like a letting go that you experience versus being in charge of, that just allows what is being swept away to be swept away. And if it resurfaces again, it gets another thank you. And when we learn to offer thank you to whatever we're feeling, or even a silent thank you to every person we pass by in traffic or walking down, on the, walking down the street, we realize that form only exists in our perception to give us infinite creations to appreciate. And every time we appreciate one, we are embracing and celebrating and transforming all. And then eventually what happens in the first stage of this transformation is all those thank yous add up and you begin to become the illuminated expression that reflects the result of how many thank yous you've accumulated and offered to yourself in the world. And then as you keep going over time, the world will eventually reflect back a society of individuals as liberated, awake, loving, and free as you've allowed yourself to be one thank you at a time. Now, another expression you, you mention and use quite often, a three-word, is I love you, again, talking about the body. Let's just talk about that a little bit. Well, the I love you is originally what I started teaching, where when an emotion comes up, we just send I love you to that part of the body. What I did notice would happen when I would teach the I love you, which is it's called the Sacred Heart Meditation, as I was shown in a vision to share this with the world, is I noticed that people would use the I love you statement to the emotions. And when we do that, we sit quietly and we say I love you over and over again slowly to the heart to allow the healing to release. And it's a, it's a very powerful process, but what, there's two things I noticed. One is that commonly people would do I love you's as a way of trying to make the emotion go away. So it was almost like we were trying to turn the I love you practice into a, you know, a can of spiritual Lysol. And the other thing I noticed is that there are people that have really interesting associations with the word I love you based on past experiences with those they either weren't loved by, wanted to be loved by, or those that didn't necessarily measure up to the power of those words. And so the thank you was then taught to me as a way of creating an intimate bridge to prepare people to let the I love you's in who maybe couldn't let the I love you's in, and it was maybe just a, a less daunting, less intimidated place to start. And it also started to let the body become a safe place to be so that the I love you's can not only be given but fully received. So I, I first started teaching the I love you's, which I still do, but then I realized that the thank you is a very interesting precursor, and I started to, like in retreat settings, do the thank you's first, and then transition to the I love you's. And I found that just to be um, much more successful. And, and that makes uh, total sense. And how does that lead to a heart-opening experience? Well, because when, with the thank you, you're reminding your body that you are already safe as you are. So as you are becoming the subject of your own gratitude and appreciation, you are telling the body that it's safe. And when you tell the body it's safe, the body has only one instinct. And the instinct of the body when it's safe is to open the heart. And when the heart is open, 
You're guided by inspiration and intuition. You are in the flow of joy, of grace, abundance, prosperity. These things are your natural state. These things come to you automatically. You find yourself in, in experiencing orchestrations of synchronicity that are quite astounding. See, this is what we, we call being in the flow. But being in the flow is only what happens when your heart is open. And your heart is open as long as you are the one who is either appreciating yourself or allowing others to be the subject of your appreciation. And when you find yourself not feeling in the flow, there is no real barrier to fix. It's just a matter of returning to the thank yous, offering the body enough thank yous that constantly reminds the body that it's safe to open the heart. And then as the heart begins to open, you'll find it easy and effortlessly not only to love your own heart, one I love you at a time, but to offer I love you to everyone that comes into contact with you. So it's, it's really gratitude or appreciation through the thank yous that lets the heart feel safe enough to be open. And as that happens, you step into the flow where love can be freely given and received. And it's freely given to everyone you come in contact with. Absolutely. For me, that's my experience. My experience is I treat every single person as I would a best friend or as I would a part of my family. For me, everyone is a part of my family. Um, it's just my natural way of being. It's just what makes sense. I really don't put much thought into it. Um, and when I was a child, this is how I acted with everyone. And so it was very disappointing being a child when you're blown open, very conscious, not knowing what that is, but you want to connect with everyone like your best friend and not everyone is willing to go that far in the first few minutes of meeting another person. So it, it could lead in the beginning to a lot of feelings of rejection or feeling like people are pushing you away when really what they're pushing away is intimacy. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing when you can grow into that with you know, a great amount of spiritual maturity so that you can be free to love and embrace the world but not require the world to act or treat you that way at all because they're on their own journey. And so it's a beautiful thing for me to be able to love everyone equally, to love everyone no matter what happens. But at the same time, it's because I don't require, and this is not a choice I make, it's just a, it's just a natural function of what has happened in, in this evolution, but I don't require anyone to act, behave, or do anything in particular. However they are is welcomed, it is loved, and it has nothing to do with offering love in exchange for good behavior, and so it's quite a relief. Matt, we're up to our second break and uh, just loving every minute of this. That's <laughs> great. Thank you so much. So it's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. 
our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tan. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Just uh, a thank you to my sponsors for this uh, series of 13-week shows. Guyam TV, opening your mind, awakening your spirits with original interviews with great visionaries like Matt Kahn. The world's first online video library devoted to supporting your awakening journey. And there is a free 10-day trial on uh, if you just want to click on the banner on the host page and you can get guymtv.com for 10 days and see how you feel about that particular way of connecting to your higher self and your awakening journey have with me today matt khan and, and matt i wanted to come back to, to um something you said just before the break which i think is really important and you and you were talking about sending out that loving vibration uh, unconditionally to everyone and that for some people uh, that there's a, a fear of intimacy that prevents them from allowing that connection. Can you explain a little bit about what that, what that means? Yeah, the fear of intimacy is uh, what I have found is a twofold fear. The first fear is if I expose myself completely and I allow myself to be seen to be naked and to be seen as I am and I, allow, and I hand myself over completely to a person. One of the fears is what if I hand myself over completely, I step into myself at full capacity and it turns out that I'm not enough. That's the big fear. People hold, the chronic illness and ego or the chronic condition is people hold back. I once said in a sat song or at an event, someone was asking me about being unconscious or asleep and I said, you're not asleep, you're just holding back. And when we wake up, what we wake up out of is holding back because what we're holding back is our absolute highest potential because the first fear is if I give my best, if I step into the fullness of who I am, what happens if that's not enough? That's, that's a huge fear and that creates a war against intimacy because we're afraid of stepping full in, fully into our soul's reality, stepping fully into our potential and stepping in front of the mirror of life and what if it reflects back not, not good enough? That's the big fear. The other fear is what happens if I let love in, now I have an object called love that's of great value, so now I've got something really valuable that I'm even more afraid to lose. So it's because we are afraid of either not being enough or we are afraid to lose the things that we desperately want to receive that creates a war against intimacy. And in either side of that fear, 
there's no room to nurture ourselves, to remind ourselves how safe we are, or to love others as ourselves, and to love ourselves as a world of others because we're too busy about not being enough, trying to measure up while holding back, sabotaging ourselves in the process, and of course being afraid to lose the very thing that we desperately want to receive. And so when we start to step into the grace of love, it's really quite a letting go. I let go of the need to think that I'm ever not enough. Anytime I think I'm not enough, I just remind the body that it's safe. Every time I think I'm not enough, I say thank you. Every time I feel like I'm not enough, I just know that it's not me that's not enough. It's just me clearing out of this field the collective condition of not enough on behalf of one and all. In addition... I let go of thinking of love as an object. I let go of thinking that love comes through a relationship partner. I let go of love coming through the validation from a family member. I let go of thinking love comes in a certain dollar amount. I let go of thinking love comes through the fulfillment of a certain career or position because all these things can be lost. And as long as something can be lost, we're afraid to gain it. But the reality of love is not something we ever lose Therefore, it's actually not something that we gain. It's something that we pretend pretend that we can gain just so we can chase it. And while we chase it, we develop a fear of losing it. So really, love begins with feeling safe in the body, offering thank yous, releasing out of our field for the transformation of all, and again, letting go of the idea of, of thinking that love is something I can lose. And if it's something I can't lose, then I can't gain it. And if I can't lose and I can't gain it, then it must be what I am, an objectless reality of eternal light that when it meets itself, experiences what we call the phenomenon of love. Wow, thank you. And another issue that I wanted you to to speak about um, is is this uh, um, an an idea and notion, again, in in the work that I do and, and come across, are people that are constantly repeating the same pattern over and over again, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in, in their self-sabotaging, in their job situation, whatever it is, that people seem to be continuously going through the same pattern time and time again that obviously needs to be changed? How can you help them? Well, I would say that we only repeat the things that we judge. So maybe it's we're not judging the external characters or situations we're in but we're judging ourselves and we're qualifying ourselves by how we feel. So, for example, in the spiritual community, it's very common for when I feel ecstatic and joyful, I think I'm in a very high vibration. When I'm feeling fearful and resistant or closed off, there's the judgment of that's a lower vibration. What is really called for to really help learn from life instead of, you know, because we're repeating things like children, you know, practice with flashcards, memorizing the state capitals, and if they get one wrong, it goes to the back of the deck and they keep repeating it until they get it right. So in this case, it's how can I stop judging myself? And so what we have to let go of is the idea that there is a higher or a lower frequency. And we have to say is when I'm in a what I call a higher frequency, feeling joy, happiness, I'm in the flow, synchronicity is happening. I'm receiving abundance. All of that is just your natural state of being. That's just my heart is open. And when I'm feeling fearful, resistant, um, closed off, ashamed, jealous, insecure, whatever it, whatever it would be, 
that just tells me that not only is my heart closed, but that what I'm feeling is actually being released out of my field as a way of transforming life for the well-being of all. And as I say thank you and welcome this feeling and release it, it will be one step closer to my heart opening to return to the love, happiness, and joy that was always there to begin with. Uh, thank you. Yes. So your website, uh, www.truedivinenature.com, obviously the expression true divine nature is really important to you. So could you explain to our listeners what that means, actually? Yes, I can recall a certain moment in my life. I've had many awakening experiences starting from the age of six. I had an out-of-body experience when I was eight, you know, and many other awakening experiences. Um, and, you know, continuously have realization experiences, uh, you know, sometimes on a daily basis. But one of the experiences that I recall right now, which is really interesting, was I went on a walk in my neighborhood and I just remember coming back from my walk and I just stopped in the, in the front of my driveway and there was this shift that happened and it was very subtle but it was actually life-changing. And I remember the words in my head I heard when I had this shift and it said, I once was a person standing in a space and now I'm the space where a person stands. So there was still a body, there was still an environment, there was still an experience but instead of being a person standing in a space, I somehow shifted into being the space where the body was appearing. And so it was as if something monumental had changed and shifted, and nothing happened at the same time because the body didn't move anywhere. To people walking by, they think, I'm just standing in my driveway. And there was a complete shift of perspective that happened where instead of being a person in pursuit of the light, I somehow realized myself to be the light dressed up as a person. And so the word true divine nature is pointing to the fact that all the work that Julie and I do in our retreats, in our gatherings, in our satsangs, through the videos we offer, through the individual sessions, all of the work is designed to take everyone, every individual uniquely through every stage of their soul's journey, even throughout the stages of illumination and initiation, which is to realize yourself to be the space in which the universe appears which transforms our relationship with life and allows every breath, every moment to be a celebration of love, peace, and harmony. And as we transform ourselves, stepping into the fullness of our soul's potential, we are then shining a light outward that will eventually reflect back a world that is at that same frequency of realization. And so true divine nature is just a phrase that came to me one day as a way of pointing to the fact that from start to finish throughout all aspects of the soul's journey I'm here to act as a guide to assist others throughout every stage of their journey just as I have received the guidance of the universe to assist me through mine throughout my life and Matt do you have anything coming up be before the end of the year in terms of uh, workshop or events well we have upcoming a Portland satsang this weekend this, well, this weekend, uh, right. Saturday, I believe. I'm not, I'm not sure of the date. Um, it's not something I keep track of a lot, but I know it's I, this I know. <laughs> uh, Saturday. And uh, on our website, truedivinenature.com, if you go to the calendar section, it has a list of you know our upcoming events. We also do you know interviews such as this, a radio show, and we have uh, another Portland uh, retreat, five day retreat coming up in March of 2013. That's going to be. Um, extraordinary. That one's called Only Love is Real. And, and again, on that website, we, uh, truedivinenature.com, we list all of our upcoming events. 
um, as well as information on individual sessions and ways that I work with people on a uh, one-on-one basis to, again, help anyone who's interested in taking a quantum leap into the soul's full potential, the opportunity to traverse this journey with the utmost love, compassion, care, and joy. And so, yes, indeed, it is... uh your, your actually your session this weekend is on Saturday and it's Saturday the eighth of December. And oh, I got it right! Still, Yay! And there's people that can still uh, that can still join. Absolutely, we have you know quite a large group coming already. So, but there there's always room for more, and people can come join us. And you know, really, it's all about creating the group energy, and whatever the group energy pulls out of me is what I offer. And it really is just a a very interesting dance between the group and what Julie and I hold the space to help the group. Um, you know, experience. And so really it is a group energy in, w- in which we're all doing our part to really not only transform our individual lives at that event, but what we are doing individually is also being done within all hearts throughout all dimensions, time, and space. So we really always come together to participating and shifting the whole, and yet we're just having an individual experience of the totality shifting itself in this miraculous way. So, Matt, that brings us up to our final break, and we'll take that break now and return with Matt Khan afterwards. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV.com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. I have to say that I, I do believe that Matt Kahn is one of the most enlightened, uh, aware people that I've ever met, and so I do strongly recommend you connect with his work through www.truedivinenature.com, and he does have a workshop in Portland, 
Oregon with Julie uh, on Saturday this week. So, Matt, it's time to talk about this quantum leap into our full potential. Let's talk about that now. Well, we were talking at the break about the day 12, 12, 12. And so just to give a little backstory, I can't remember the year. Maybe it was nine or ten years ago. It could be 12. I don't know. But about nine or so years ago, there was something called an energetic concordance that happened. And it was an event. It was an energetic alignment that happened. And I went to an event and during that event, which was unrelated to what was happening at the event, just in, in that event, I had this experience of like the sky opening up and like a, a, a lightning bolt of light came and, you know, illuminated and engulfed me. And it was, that was my moment of activation. That was for me when I stepped into my, I began stepping into my mastery. From that moment on for the last 10 years, I've been going through the unfolding of the mastery experience as well as assisting others through their journey of mastery. But what we have coming up on the day 12, 12, 12, December 12, 2012, what I have been told is that a portal will open, and just as I, during that energetic concordance, went through an activation and initiation into my mastery, it will, too, create a shift for, for not just one, but for many beings around the world to go through that initiation or activation, which the activation begins the initiation process, which is why I say the date, December 21st, 2012, is just the beginning of a rapid initiation process as we step into our mastery. And for me, there's going to be an activation energetically that allows many individuals to begin that path of mastery that for me happened during the energetic concordance so many years ago. So what, what, what's your advice for what people should actually do if they want, if they want to receive that opportunity in that activation on that day on the 12 12 12 what should they do well even on that day or the days before the days after it really is about going about your life doing the things that you're doing playing the roles as parent teacher mother father son or daughter friend relative but really the simplest thing to do is just to start slowing down it's just to say my focus isn't about getting to the end of my outcome it's about just exploring what it feels like in my body to do the tasks I'm doing. It's almost as if you on a soul level have created this life where you have all these things to do just to give you endless opportunities to practice doing them as slowly and mindfully as possible. And a very good rule of thumb is if you aren't aware of what you're feeling during a task, you're moving too quickly. And so it's just about doing things mindfully, doing things slowly, doing things intentionally, and just allowing yourself to use any moment of your life as an opportunity to step into the fullness of your potential. And even if you don't know what that means to step into the fullness of your potential, you can always ask yourself, how can I use this moment to step into the fullness of my potential? A feeling will then happen in your body, which will then be the fullness of your potential starting to reveal itself. So if anything, just ask yourself, how can I step into the potential that's already here, which is a way of surrendering and opening up to what you're willing to receive? Things, that, things like this that sound very simple are not really all that complicated because when it comes down to the soul's journey, none of this is really, it's not really what I would say complicated or it's not like there's anything to really figure out. It's not like a, you know, it's not like a moment of final jeopardy. It's not like a game show. <laughs> that the soul's journey and even the path of mastery is not reserved for those who achieve anything. It's reserved for those who are willing. So if you're willing to slow down, if you're willing to just stop and say, how can I experience this moment as the divine already does? How can I step into the fullness of the potential 
that is already here. These, these requests, I am ready, I give myself over to this process, is really what allows it to start unfolding throughout your experience. Knowing, of course, life is not an experience happening to you. It is a manifested reality shining through you. So we just hand ourselves over to the process, and what, and what is leading the way reveals itself and guides you home to a heaven you've never left. So Matt, as, as someone who has already stepped through and had that activation take place, yes. in the last uh, few minutes here, just, just uh, give our listeners an insight into what it's like to be you <laughs> in terms of the, of the feelings and the experiences right. that you go through. For me, the experience is a lot of emptiness, and it's not an emptiness like a vacancy. It's an emptiness like a spaciousness. So for me, there's been a major deconstruction of every possible thought and feeling. So instead of thoughts arising, it's just space appearing as a thought. And I really don't have thoughts that often, but it's just space. And however, whatever appears in the space is just an expression of creative energy. And instead of emotions arising anymore, it's just space appearing as whatever that manifestation is. It's kind of like if you think of origami. Origami is space, or the piece of paper is the space. How we fold that space to appear like a crane or a frog is just the way it's appearing. So for me, no matter how it appears like a thought or a feeling or an experience, my experience is I am the space experiencing itself in this unique projection or reflection. So for me, everything feels very spacious. Oftentimes, everything feels exactly the same. And yet the irony is, even though everything now for me feels exactly the same, always very surreal, dreamlike, and very empty and open, I'm more interested and more engaged in life now than I ever was when things felt different and flip-flopped. So it's a very ironic thing. And, And again, things are always changing for me. But it's just spacious openness and, and for me there is no sense of conclusion in anything there's no sense of opinion in anything there's no sense of reaction or retaliation to anything there's just a complete openness to everything that cannot be manufactured or practiced it's just something that when we take the journey in the most sincere direction all of this will happen on your behalf so Matt final words we've only got a minute left just the the final whatever comes through you yeah let's see one of the things I think is very important to to point out is that we always talk about fear and love as two major categories and what I would say is we should look at our spiritual paths and we should honor all of the teachings and traditions that brought us to this moment but we could also let go of thinking that we need to bring the past with us meaning let go of anything that reflects any amount of fear. Fearful teachings, no matter how beneficial they seem, always begin with don't do this, stop this, or avoid that. What we want to focus on are the loving teachings, which is love, listen, and allow. So if anything, we can honor everything that brought us from the past to this present moment. We can let it all go and say, now is the time for me to give myself of service to life, to heal and release out of my field for the well-being of all, simply by loving my own heart, one thank you at a time, listening deeply to anyone who comes my way and allowing everything to be however it is and, and remember that anything that, ha- that happens is a reflection of what is being worked out of the energy field of the collective as all flowers begin to blossom in a garden 
who knows no other but the one I am. Well, that's a beautiful summary to finish the show. Matt, I really, really appreciate your time today, and thank you so much for being you. And Always looking, an honor. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to staying connected with you over the next, uh, next little while. Thank you so much. Thank you. So my guest next week is Meg Blackburn, and she's written a phenomenal book. If you want to get a really good Christmas present for someone who is opening to this journey or struggling on their path, The Art of Living Out Loud by Dr. Meg Blackburn Losey is a great gift for Christmas, and she will be on the show next week talking about the book and, again, her insights into this particular time and how we can move forward very successfully by following some of the tools that she talks about in the book. I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's show with Matt Kahn. I certainly have. Have a wonderful week. Looking forward to the 12-12-12 next Wednesday. Uh, making yourself available for awakening and those lightning bolts. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.